What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, Friday the 13th, Friday, July 13th, 2018. Hope you are safe staying away from mirrors, getting near the beach, drinking an adult beverage of your choice, or perhaps a Mr. Pip. Whatever floats your boat, I am Will Brinson. I am your host of CBS Sports' Daily NFL Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Seriously, it's Friday. You're on your way to work. you got nothing else to do. Scroll down. Hit the five-star button. When you get to work, type in a little message. Hey, this podcast is great. I love it. Um, if you love Madden, you're in for a treat today. Ben Hallmiller, who works at EA Sports, is going to join us and break down Madden ratings, which were released this week. I, I'm like, I'm a Madden junkie, so I, I don't, I don't mind doing this stuff. Apologies if this is in your boat. Um, we'll get to, you know, football's coming soon. Actual football, as Ben points out, um, you know, the, the release of the Madden ratings actually signifies that football is, should be turn, should be coming around as, you know, it's returning the corner to real football. Next week, we of course will be still Monday through Friday, but Ravens and the Bears go to training camp, so we'll have some news in that regard, uh, involving actual on the field football. Some other news of note coming up. Terrell Owens, the Hall of Fame says they will mail him a gold jacket, but will not mention him at the induction, which is just insane. I mean, these guys are being the biggest bunch of babies on the, like these, the Hall of Fame is comprised of gold jacket wearing legends from the sport of football. And these guys aren't tough enough to just let Terrell Owens do his own thing. It is so patently obvious that the that the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Fame voters wanted to keep T.O. out, and they just couldn't based on his statistics. They didn't want he didn't he didn't get not let in because of anything. Like it's supposed to be just what you did on the field and how you impacted the game. The argument was that T.O. was a bad teammate and that he didn't you know as a result uh, help his team or that he hurt his team because of being a bad teammate. But it's pretty clear that this is just a vindictive mood by the Hall of Fame. It's weak. It's um. It's I don't know. It's it feels spineless. To is going to do his thing in Chattanooga. Maybe uh, I'll hop in the car with some buddies of mine and drive to my old stomping grounds, Chattanooga, Tennessee, to uh, to do that. Shout out, Car McLam, for uh, former uh, former UTC mock. My buddy Car played football there. Followed in To's footsteps, sort of. Uh, in other news, Jaguars defensive tackle Marcel Darius is facing sexual assault lawsuits from two different women. Um, you know, he is, this is just another thing that, you know, one of those deals that pops up, uh, in the offseason. The complaint states Darius is an accuser went on a date in Houston April 7th that ended with them spending the night together at a hotel. It says that when the woman woke up in pain the next day, she could not recall what happened the night before, but Darius told her they had sex. It goes on to say that Darius saw the woman the following two days and the pair had sex on multiple occasions. Later the same week, the complaint argues the woman came down with symptoms of herpes and went to see a doctor who diagnosed her with the disease. That is uh, according to News for Jacksonville, who spoke with the, the, uh, with Darius attorney. Actually, excuse me, Darius attorney declined to comment. That was, that was from the lawsuit part of, uh, from, from News 4 per the lawsuit. There's another one according to the Tampa Bay Times. The suit alleges the following. The lawsuit filed by an unnamed plaintiff in circuit court in Hillsborough County Circuit states that she met Darius at a downtown Tampa club on January 7th, two nights before the championship game and was invited to an after party at the mansion rented by Darius. The party there had, quote, 10 to 12 strippers and, quote, 30 to 40 persons in total, including other unnamed NFL players. The party had alcohol, marijuana, and cocaine open and visible and offered up to partygoers, according to the lawsuit. 
The suit alleges that Darius grabbed her breasts and attempted to put her hands between her legs and that she resisted his advances and told him to stop. She had been drinking and blacked out, but recalled being guided down a hallway to the master bedroom with Darius behind her. She said she woke up in bed with her clothes disheveled and Darius unclothed and asleep next to her and, quote, began to immediately realize that there had been sexual physical acts upon her person. These are extremely serious details involving Marcel Darius, who you know really stepped up and was a big player for the Jaguars uh, down the stretch last season. Certainly it would have a negative impact on him and, and uh, will almost certainly uh, – be investigated or at least looked into by the NFL. Let's get to some, you know, that's just, that's the news. And, um, in, in lighter and in, in happier news, JJ Watt donated $10,000 to help the family of a fire, fire, firefighter killed in an explosion. JJ Watt, people think that JJ Watt's cheesy. JJ Watt is awesome. JJ Watt does good stuff for humanity all the time. We love JJ Watt. Make sure and check out the other podcast from this week, Brady Quinn. Was on to uh, pump the brakes on the Bears and Patrick Mahomes. Bryant McFadden broke down five teams who could make the playoffs. Ryan Wilson and I talked about five teams who could miss the playoffs. Maybe the Eagles. We mentioned that once or twice so far this week. Um, my mentions aren't getting any salt, any less salty as a result of uh, of that call. You can follow me on Twitter at Will Brinson. Follow the podcast at Pick Six Pod to get a every episode when it's new. Subscribe on iTunes. Let's go talk to Ben Hallmiller of EA Sports. All right, Ben, let's uh, dive right into these Madden ratings. I am a, uh, you know, I'm an unabashed Madden nerd and um, and really a video game nerd. Like, I think that I've gotten a little bit less, um, it, like, in tune to the, in tune to everything, even, even though I cover football, but, like, since I became a dad, I'm waiting for my son to be old enough to actually play these games himself and then I can play with him. But these, these ratings still get me pumped and it seems like the general reaction from the public and players is that this this remains just as it has been for ten or fifteen years a very big deal to see these ratings put out online, right? Yeah, uh, most definitely. It's it's one of those things that over time it's kind of been one of those signals that the the season is almost here, right? Uh, you know, mm. the, you have those key beats throughout the year to where you know that dreaded off season is almost over. Uh, you know, Madden releasing ratings and then finally Madden actually launching with the game right around you know when you know preseason starts. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that we've turned the corner. It's time to look ahead to the next season. And everyone loves to debate the ratings, too. That's always a big, big, big thing to talk about is who's rated what? Uh, why is this guy too slow? Why is this guy, you know, rated this way? And so it's a lot of fun and a lot of, uh, you know, great conversation about, you know, just the, the sport of NFL and the players and, and where these rookies are slotting in and all that fun stuff. Yeah, and, you know, the thing I've noticed, too, is that you guys have, at EA Sports, have even really branched out into the, content world which is something that you know five or six years ago you, you know you it, it wasn't like like you, you mentioned that when before we were talking about like the madden beat i mean there is there is an a a because of the way that the game has grown in terms of you know the madden bowl is now an nfl network um you know people people can still people people get into the game in ways that they didn't before playing online it feels like this content so to speak is has grown uh above and beyond the game right yeah, without a doubt. It's it's one of the things that our, you know, communications and PR team look forward to every year as being a big driver to talk have people talking about Madden, to get Madden in the news. Everyone wants to know, you know, where is Lamar Jackson's speed rating going to mm. be because he didn't run the 40 at the combine and and you know, where are these players going to going to rate out? Who are the top 5 players? Who gets the 
the 99 overall rating, all those sort of pieces. So, uh, you know, it's really a lot of fun for us to, to sit back and watch people dissect the things that we do and really kind of everything that you do in Madden has a bigger microscope on it because it is Madden. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the things that popped up, there was like a leaked, uh, elite quarterback ratings earlier in the year. And I, and I was, I saw it and I was like, well, maybe that's accurate, but Andrew Luck is rated above Carson Wentz. So it can't possibly be real. And lo and behold, the ratings dropped this week. Andrew Luck is the eighth best quarterback in the game. He's ahead of Phillip Rivers, uh, Carson Wentz and Matthew Stafford. Uh, what do you guys know that we don't know about his arm and shoulder and or does it even matter for the purposes of a, um, of a, of a non real life situation? I mean, you know, he could overcome all injuries in Madden in theory, right? <laughs> right. And I think that's kind of a, a an interesting case, right? Um, because you're looking at a guy who hasn't, you know, didn't play last year, has been going through a, a pretty interesting injury that we're all, you know, curious of, of you know, where he is and what he will be. But we're in a world where we're trying to also project where he could be this year. Let's say that, you know, everything is fine and we don't have the situation of that shoulder injury, um, you know, in the world of Madden. So where would he rank right now? So we do kind of play a little bit with that as far as determining the projection of a guy. And it really is the perception of a guy. Um, a lot of times with these ratings, there's, there are certain things where you can have a tangible piece, um, you know, like it or not, the 40 time is probably the best way we can figure out someone's sure. speed. Um, you know, better would be probably, uh, you know, the jump rating being timed to, or being matched to something like the vertical jump from the combine. But then you have things like, okay, well, a guy ran a, you know, a, a time in the 40 in his combine, but he's a 10-year vet. What's his speed now? You know, there's no way for us to really know those sort of things or to deal with something like game speed versus 40 time speed, which can be drastically different. Um, so a lot of it is really the the perception of things. Um, and with a, a case like Andrew Luck, he's very interesting for everybody uh, of what kind of a player is he still. You know, all things aside, you know, if he did not have a shoulder injury, uh, you know, he would be probably the, you know, in, a top, in the top 10 as far as those quarterbacks are concerned. And in the world of Madden, since we don't have that same kind of an injury situation, you know, we rate him as he would have been. Sure. No, that makes sense. And I, I think it's, I think it's also interesting too, to, to look at luck from a perspective of, and it, it dovetails nicely into a question, questions I have about three guys, quarterbacks. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a 77. Deshaun Watson is an 82. And Jimmy Garoppolo is an 83. To put that into context, uh, I think that Case Keenum is an 81, right? I mean, and, and, uh, and, and, and Kirk Cousins an 82. And so when you look at those three guys, very hyped up this offseason. People are pumped to see what these young guys can do going into uh, 2018. But I wonder how much freedom does it give you guys at EA Sports when you're putting these Madden ratings together, having the ability to change? Because, you know, look, back when I was deep into my Madden heyday in, in 04, 03 and 04 and 05, um, you couldn't change the ratings automatically. Like every week you couldn't update them. So I wonder how much freedom that gives you guys to be a little bit more uh, conservative in terms of your ratings. And the same thing with luck. Like if he comes out and has a noodle for an arm, you can bump him down to, you know, like a 78, you know, the following week. It's not hard to do, right? Yeah. That, that is one of the nice parts is that you do have that freedom and that luxury to see how the season goes and to see a guy like say Kareem Hunt, for example, who just broke onto the scene mm. last year and exploded. And his Madden ratings reflected that. You know, he came in as a, you know, a third down back from a, you know, 
a mid-tier school. Um, sure. You know, I heard, Toledo. I heard yeah, Toledo. A Toledo's a, yeah, Toledo's a mid-tier school. We're not insulting Toledo. I, I, I love the Rockets, sure, but you know, he wasn't getting the same kind of notoriety as, uh, you know, some of, you know, as a Leonard Fournette, for example, or a Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but he comes out and just bursts on the scene. Um, and so we were able to live in a world where we can update and correct things as they go and make those adjustments. Um, uh, you know, the famous example, Odell Beckham, uh, when he was a rookie, yeah. he came in in the, in the, I think mid to high seventies and finished his rookie year in the nineties. I mean, that's pure explosion of, of, of overall that we were never able to do back in, you know, those early 2000 years that we can now thankfully through modern technology, uh, adjust those things and maybe make a, make up for a mistake that we made. Or, um, you know, if somebody just absolutely comes out of nowhere and bursts onto the scene, that we can, you know, accurately rate him and, and get him in the in the right spot. And so, you know, that's a, a nice part for us is that it's it's never done. You know, when I started, I've been a DA now 18 years. When I wow. started, when that disc shipped, we were done. And as much as you hated what you had to ship, it was in the past. Uh, and now it's just never done. We're always able to make updates and try to improve the game and try to get it as as you know accurate and great as possible. You've been at EA Sports for 18 years. You so you've seen, have you seen every? Have, no, no, Madden's at 20, 26 or no, is Madden almost a 30? Is, is that right? This is the 30th anniversary. This is Madden. 30th anniversary. I knew, I knew I read, 30, yeah. I knew I read that somewhere. I was like, so you, <laughs> but you've seen more, you've been working at EA for more than half of the Madden editions. That's pretty incredible, right? I don't like thinking about it that way because <laughs> I, I like to think of myself as a young man still, but yes, uh, I'm a dinosaur when it comes to, uh, video game development as far as the years I've been here. Uh, you know, I've only been on Madden the past five years. I was, uh, a long-standing member of the NCAA football team. Oh um, wow! We stepped away from that. I came over and, and joined the uh, the Madden team. So, um, you know, I'm a Madden man through and through. But yeah, NCAA is, is obviously, if anyone knows my history, is that that was always where my heart was. But uh, are, are but yeah, you... here we are talking about you know the, the ratings of Madden though, um, and just the the excitement of that, and just the fun. Yeah, you've seen everything, right? Like you know, if you want to talk about a fun parallel, the conversations we've had in this office about. Mike Vick versus uh, from those oh three oh four years, sure. Um, versus Lamar now, um, and and what that looks like, and and you know what Mike Vick did was he broke Madden. Um, <laughs> we had to put in uh, Madden oh five was the year of defense uh, because we had to put in a lot of logic and a lot of new things to counteract somebody that we had never seen come into the league before. And then you look at Lamar, uh, you know, in a lot of ways he's got a lot of similarities. Um, He's, you know, not a carbon copy of that, of, of Mike Vick, but he's got a lot of similarities there. And so there was a lot of heated debates about what we should do with Lamar, especially considering he's not coming in as the surefire number one pick starter. Um, but, uh, you know, what do we want him to be? And how do we want to accurately represent what we think his speed is, since we don't have any tangible number to throw into it, without having him go back to what we were saying before, break the game? Because you put a quarterback at a certain speed rating, there's nothing a defense can do, a defense can do to keep, to keep him from just being able to scramble all over you. So, you know, a lot of fun things that we get to have discussions around here. That's the best part is that it's a lot of huge football fans that just, uh, you know, we get paid to, to kind of talk shop, talk football, um, and kind of figure out how to, t- you know, take these things and turn them into ratings. And I know we talk a lot about overall, and that's the, the kind of one number that we can attach to a guy, but there's 40 plus ratings, uh, that go into each individual person. And it's kind of those are what makes a guy feel like themselves in the game, um, and it kind of it's a formula that's weighted to determine what that overall is. So 
uh, you know, the debates happen around the overall, but the, the nuts and bolts of it are really those individual ratings. Yeah, that was one of my questions, too, and we can skip to that one. I might circle back and ask you one more thing about Lamar, but I am curious, like, and since you've got so much experience working on these games, um, and, you know, but I mean, it, uh, you know, it's apples to oranges a little bit, I guess, with NCAA, but I mean, you still had to rate the, you know, you still had to rate the, the players inside of the game. Um, the ratings have expanded so much in, I guess, maybe the past half decade. You know, you have these, uh, different aspects. Like you don't just have speed, you have acceleration and agility and strength, elusiveness, um, you know, carry, juke moves, and then e- like even subcategories within catches like spectacular catch, catch in traffic. Yeah. How, how does the weighting work with that? So like when you see somebody like DeAndre Hopkins is a 97 spectacular catch, you know, mm-hmm. how, how much does that bring up his overall value versus being a 97 catch overall or a 97 catch in traffic? I guess people, I mean, at least I'm curious to know, you know, how the, the subtlety and the nuance of those ratings. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, and, you know, we even added more ratings this year. If you, if you didn't think we had enough, we added more <laughs> this year uh, to add even more granularity into how you separate different types of players. So like you look at receivers, for example, historically we had a route running uh, rating. It was just one rating. Now we've broken it into short route running, medium route running, and deep route running to kind of match the quarterback's version of accuracy wow. where it's short, medium, and deep too. So that you know, we didn't want to create, okay, you know, every route on the route tree and give an individual rating to every single. So what's his you know, go route rating? What's his curl rating? Things like that. We felt like that was almost a bridge too far as far as now you're getting into, you know, more than what you need to. So we can do it more in the um, short, immediate and deep, uh, short, intermediate and deep as far as the the uh, the route running goes. But those are the kind of things that we look at as far as how we're going to break people out. And then, yeah, the formula is all position specific. So something like spectacular catch can mean, you know, a good amount for a wide receiver, but it will mean nothing for, um, you know, an offensive tackle. Uh, so you can put your offensive tackle to a 99 spec catch and, uh, it's not going to do anything <laughs> for him. But, uh, you know, if you change your receiver, yeah, catch is, uh, the utmost importance for a receiver. But then it's really, uh, you know, catching traffic is their ability to, to hang onto a ball, um, you know, when they're getting hit, uh, or going over the middle, that sort of thing. Uh, and that has a certain weight to it. Spectacular catch. That really comes into those highlight reel catches and their chances to hold those, uh, and pull those in versus dropping them. Um, and so they all have their own, you know, kind of unique weights. And it's kind of a little of the, the sauce under the hood that we don't really expose as far as what the, the biggest things are. But, you know, there are certain things that I think are pretty uh, obvious to see. And you can kind of get a feel for it if you're going through and editing uh, a player's ratings. Uh, if you change, um, you know, a running back's speed rating, you're going to see that all overall move up really quickly. Mm. Uh, if you change a quarterback's awareness rating, uh, their overall is going to shoot up really quickly. Uh, that's an interesting one when you think about uh, quarterbacks because when it's a human-controlled quarterback, you're the awareness. <laughs> so that really, really doesn't mean anything if you're controlling them as a human, but it means everything when you're playing against the CPU and their quarterback and their decision-making. Interesting. Uh, and you talk about awareness. You know, these rookie quarterbacks clearly don't have very high awareness. I see Lamar Jackson with a 62, but he has a 91 speed. You mentioned how fast he was. I, th- I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Vic 04 was a 97. Is that right? I mean, ni- I think 90, yeah, 96 or 97, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. So 91 is, there's enough of a, uh, chasm. I, I mean, obviously from, you know, from 91 to 90, because, I mean, in, in comparison, for instance, Tyrod Taylor's an 88 in speed, uh, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson in 86. It seems like, 
Lamar Jackson has like a little bit of an extra gear, but you guys didn't want to give him that, that, that little pop to go over the top. I, I'm, I'm curious too though, how, um, I, th- I just thought it was, I don't know if you guys are doing this to be cute or, uh, or just, or just like, like make it accurate because it is actually a toss up. I like it either way, but, uh, Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson and Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield are both tied. Like they're both identical in terms of overall ratings. Clearly, you know, the two duos have different, very different in the case of the Ravens, um, you know, attributes and all of that. But, uh, how do you end up giving those two guys with the, you know, the first round quarterbacks as, as the tied ratings? Is that sort of like a, a nod to people who follow, follow the game and understand how close those competitions could be? Yeah. You know, um, to touch on something first that you had mentioned with the awareness piece and rookies, you know, uh, a lot of times their physical skills are already ready to go. It's the mental side of the game that they're trying to pick sure. up. And so that's where we use awareness as our way to make a guy play like themselves uh, physically. But how do we make sure that they're not, uh, you know, a 99 overall coming out of the gates? And so, you know, it gives you that area where they can kind of make that jump from college to the pros. And that mental leap um, is replicated in their awareness or um, on the defensive side. Uh, play recognition is kind of the defensive version of awareness, uh, even though awareness has some bit to do on, on defense, but uh, it's really about that play rec. Um, but no, to, to answer your question about um, kind of, you know, Flacco and Lamar or, you know, keeping some of these quarterbacks, uh, you know, in a, in a very tightly, that might be in a tightly contested race uh, for, you know, a, a camp, um, you know, position battle. We'd like to project, you know, what we think those battles will be. We want to keep those guys kind of close so that the user at home, when they jump in and pick up and start playing with the Ravens, um, they can have that battle themselves and to kind of decide what they, how they want it to, to shake out. And these players are kind of in a similar world uh, in our, in our way of, of, of looking at them. So yeah, it's a bit of a nod of a projection of where we think they might be, but also, you know, if you're looking at a, a crowded quarterback uh, group, we like to keep them a little bit closer like that so that there isn't that huge gap. But if you want to go with Lamar, uh, you're not handicapped, um, mm. you know, and, and stuck with playing with, um, you know, a, a Flacco if you don't want to. Uh, but you can also wind up going with the Flacco route and keep it authentic until they eventually make their decision and make their change. Um, and so with us, too, we can monitor how things go. So Lamar is a 91 speed right now. But let's say he breaks out and, uh, you know, every play is an 80-plus yard scramble where he's just burning every corner, you're going to see that speed go up. Um, and he's going to you – know, we've had that conversation in the office of, okay, how do we handle the fact that, you know, he might be the human exploit for Madden? Um, and, you know, can we come to grips with that? And I think we will, uh, but I don't think we wanted to do that just yet until it's it's been proven because – He's not the starter right now, and he hasn't done it yet. Not to say that he won't. I'm a big Lamar fan, so I'm not bashing on the guy. Um, but for us, it's the, uh, you know, we didn't want to put an exploit into the game until it was proven to be an exploit because you can't really go back from that. No, no, it makes sense. Like, you don't want Lamar Jackson to be a guy that, to be the modern Michael Vick where people play with him and you can't stop him. And he, it's not, it's not accurate because at least like Vick in 04, was a cheat code in real life. And I think Lamar Jackson might be that at the NFL level. I watched him a lot in college just because I, yeah. I live in North Carolina and he, I, I watch AC's football. I mean, I think he might be a cheat code, but you're right. You, you need to, need to see him get up there. One of the other things I found interesting looking at running back ratings, um, you talk about catch rating, like Le'Veon Bell only has a 75 catch rating. Uh, is there a, in, in terms of you don't want to turn guys into cheat codes, is there a fear of giving 
certain running backs a catch rating that's too high because of their other attributes that will make them too dangerous. Like even Christian McCaffrey's a 78 catch rating. Duke Johnson is a 73. Uh, you know, those guys are all obviously lower than your average wide receiver, right? I mean, is there a concern about making those running backs who are so good at catching the ball too dynamic? You know, that, and that's an interesting one and one that, um, you know, we have to explain a lot to people who wonder why um, strength is another one. It's a universal number for every position type. So okay. uh, the top uh, running back with, you know, if it's a 75 or a 77 um, catch, will effectively act like a 90-plus rated receiver in catch. We just don't scale it uh, for each position. So uh, strength-wise, for example, uh, we reserve the 90s in strength for your offensive and defensive line. Uh, but, you know, um, if you look at a receiver, uh, for example, let's say Steve Smith was still in the league, right? right. Toughest guy who's ever played receiver. <laughs> uh, we wouldn't have given him a 99 tough, you know, uh, strength rating um, just because of the position that he plays. He would be the top receiver, uh, but he would not be in that 90s just because that's how the, the system works. So Le'Veon's not going to drop things like a 75 uh, catch receiver would because he's playing the position of running back. Um, it's just, it's how it fits all within the system. And we don't have it so that, you know, uh, you have them kind of broken up by position. So there's certain caps that you can get to, um, to kind of all work within one grouping of, of ratings. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. No, 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 that makes sense. So like, even though he's a 75 catch, he's a, it, it's, it's not relative to a 75 catch for a receiver it's it's, uh, it's relative within the position group right. gotcha okay that's cool i didn't i mean i i I'd, if people can go check this out at uh, easports.com backslash madden dash nfl backslash player dash ratings uh i'll tweet out the link when we put it in the podcast but um it, to me it's fascinating because there's so much stuff you can sort uh and you can sort of find different in- intricacies about it and and like things that like clearly you guys have have been over i wonder are there any easter eggs that are worth um not that you can you know maybe hint at or or maybe they're not any like i, I know back in the day you used to be able to take guys who were uh listed as like as uh you could you could move guys around and get different ratings for like you could shift um like uh, if you put let's say Joey Bosa and you move him to outside linebacker he would have a different rating in a 3-4 mm-hmm. defense you know clearly um but but do those guys are those dynamic in the way you can move guys around to those positions or has it sort of been cleared out of that Yeah you know um we we do limit some of the positions that you can change I mean if you go into just edit player you can change to your heart's content. But if you're in franchise mode and you're trying to do some position changes, we do limit some things so you can't move, um, you know, a cornerback into be an offensive lineman and things like right. that in the natural position of the world. If you want to do that on your own with your own custom rosters, that's fine. But in the world of our, our franchise mode, we, we do try to keep some sort of limitations for what you can do. But, yeah, we uh, we do try. There, there are, um, you know, hits that happen when you make uh, position changes. If you take a, a cornerback and move him to receiver – He's probably going to have some decent catching ability, but not to where a, an elite receiver would be. So you're going to see him take a bit of a hit to his overall because now he's being viewed in a different prism, right, uh, yeah. as far as being a, a receiver. Um, you know, some of the things that we do that might be a little bit uh, on the on the fun side of things of looking at positions that maybe players played in college if they've gone through a positional change and try to make sure that they're accurately rated for that. So, uh, or, or, you know, kind of relatively accurately rated for that. Um so that, you know, if they did play a different position in college, 
um, they'll get a little bit of a, you know, a bump to those ratings. Because a lot of those non-specific ones I talked about, like spectacular catch for offensive linemen, uh, I'd love to tell you there's a science for how we came up to the numbers for those. <laughs> but it really is just throwing a number on there and moving on. And, and it's really funny. Somebody called us out today. Uh, they noticed that Tom Brady has a higher catch rating than, uh, than Nick Foles. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and that wasn't a slight. That was an oversight. I would never <laughs> say. Uh, <laughs> you know, because there's so many ratings and so many players that uh, if it's not going to affect the overall and it's never really going to affect uh, the Madden game itself and how it plays on the field, you know, our guys will fill in um, you know, data that looks fine and then move it on. There's not a, a ton of thought. But what we'll get from guys are, how was my kick power so low? I was a kicker in high school. <laughs> You're like, we didn't know that, man. Like, come on. I, I'm sorry, Blake Bortles. I didn't know you were a punter in high school. Um, you, know, <laughs> you know, we can adjust that for you if that makes you feel better, but you're never going to use that in the game. Um, you know, we, you know, the, the, the days of Tom Tupa being the punter that can come in as an emergency quarterback aren't quite the, the days that we have in the modern NFL. So, um, you know, we'll make adjustments if players, uh, you know, bring up those kind of points, um, you know, cause that, that's what they, if they want, but, uh, you also have to know where to draw the line because if we let every player dictate their ratings, it'd be everyone a 99, everyone with 99 speed, everyone the greatest of everything. And so you kind of have to pick and choose uh, what you're willing to concede on. I, I will note that, and this is, you know, not you guys don't, you can tell like there is a clear recognition of certain stuff there. Cause two, I looked up while you were talking about this. Uh, one, JJ Watt is a 78 catch. Which makes sense because he's caught touchdowns and he's a, actually a pretty good uh, receiver. And then Indama Kinsue, this is one I thought I might get you guys on. 66 kick accuracy or 66 kick power, 58 kick accuracy. He has kicked an extra point before. I love it. I think it was a, so, a preseason kick, but that's that. I love I love the fine tuned detail there. You, you got to put those in there uh, because people will know. People will go and look them, look at it, and no, just like that, and notice it. And if we did it, then it's awesome. If we missed it, then we don't know what we're talking about. Right. Uh, and it can be debated if we know what we're talking about no matter what. But we try <laughs> to get it as, as close as we can. Um, I, uh, quickly, I, I wonder the uh, – my prediction, we did this, I think, for like a CBS Sports video segment. But it was like, who's going to be the next guy in the 99 club? And my, my sleeper was uh, Chargers defensive end Joey Bosa. He's actually only a 90 uh, tied in this game with his teammate Melvin Ingram. Is there any way in those ratings to determine how much upside somebody has within a, a given season, or is it just solely determined on play on the field once the season gets going? Uh, for the those kind of – the roster updates that we do, that's purely based on – performance on the field. Um, and so if he has another, you know, kind of pro bowl caliber season and, and you know, continues to be, you know, a dominant defensive end in what's probably going to be one of the most dominant defenses um, in the league this year, then yeah, he's going to see himself climb. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll make the 99 spot yet, uh, but we've had players throughout the year uh, who have gone from under a 99 overall rating to get that. Uh, it is something that we do try to reserve for the, uh, you know, the, elite elite player um it's there's no shame in being a 95 overall right. there is no shame in being 97 um you know 99 is is just that rarefied air that we try to hold back for those that have kind of truly truly earned it oh no and sorry but the 99 thing what i meant was that next year for uh oh. for madden like like i think he's going to play so well this year that next year when you guys announce the 99 club uh, uh joey bosa will be a part of that we were just guessing oh, like I some off the radar guys who could who could end up doing it? Um, two two defensive ends that really surprised me. Not, I guess it didn't surprise me. I was just I 
notice how high you guys wrote them. Miles Garrett in 88 and Yannick Ngakwe, uh, in 86 and then dovetailing on, on Yannick. I'd be curious. My just glancing through the ratings, it looked very obvious to me that the Jaguars are by far and away the best team defense. Am I onto something there? I, I, I think they are, uh, without a doubt, one of the most stout uh, defenses you're going to find in Madden this year. And, you know, you mentioned the ACC before. I'm a big Florida State guy. I went to school there. So, you know, Jalen Ramsey is no small part of that. So it's always <laughs> nice to see him. But, you know, I'll tip my cap to when were you, uh When were you at Florida State, by the way? We didn't, we didn't talk about this before. I'm just curious when you were at Florida State. Oh, yeah, I was there late 90s, so 97 to uh, to 2000. So I was there for the last year at Thad Busby and then all the winky. Right. All right. Well, uh, you know what? I actually – so I went to NC State, and um, I, I talked to Danny Cannell – on this podcast last week and was looking at his stats for how he did against NC State. He once beat NC State 77 to 17, which was, um, not, not, not <laughs> ideal to remember. Uh, but you know, uh, you know who else is uh, a member of this, uh, podcast as well as Brian McFadden was on earlier this week. And oh, he, of course. Yeah. And he was talking about how he, um, he, he was not a fan of NC State because a mod, coach Chuck Amato was there by the time that he was playing him and, 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 yep. and, and you know, the, the games were much tougher. But we digress. This is not what yeah. people tune into this podcast. Oh, we talk all day about this, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I'm glad to know you're a fellow ECC guy. That's awesome. Um, my, my, I've been to, uh, Tallahassee once and it was for double overtime in 2001 or 2002. Again, it was Philip Rivers and an incredible game, uh, unbelievable, mm-hmm. uh, atmosphere there but um anyway yes jaguars very good jalen ramsey not a small part of that right yeah i mean but yeah you look at that uh that defense i mean they're phenomenal i mean there there's you know that defense I, we mentioned the Chargers before um you know philly i think there's a, a number of just ridiculously stout defenses right now and i think jacksonville that is uh you know a combination of of that defense plus leonard fournette i mean that's mm. such a fun combination that if you're looking at a a franchise and a great young receiver. It's that, uh, you know, that's a great team to start with right there. That's a good point. And you can, you can draft your quarterback, even if the Jaguars don't want to do it. Uh, the, the, is there, is there a sleeper defense out there? Maybe that, that people aren't looking at. I would have guessed the Houston Texans based on, um, how high Tyron Matthew was in the defensive backs ratings, I believe. Uh, I, I can look him up in a second, but it, obviously JJ Watt is there and it looked like Javon Clowney was pretty high as well. Yeah, I mean, Texans have a lot of great fun pieces. I think uh, adding the Honey Badger in there um, really gives gives them a different dynamic. Um, so I think that's a fun one. I'm going to go with uh, – you know, it's going to be surprising because they were winless last year, but Cleveland has so wow. many studs on defense. They are fun. Uh, so many young studs on defense, so many fun pieces on offense. That if you're looking to take a team that's got uh, – you know, if you, I, I'm always looking at this from the, the franchise perspective – um, you know, so many young, fun pieces to, to play with right there. That might be my sleeper pick. Wow. So th- that, that's my headline for it. The Browns might be fun to play with in Madden. What a, what a, what a world we might be living in. I love what it. What a thunk it, huh? Uh, exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, my, my colleague, Sean Wagner, who's a huge, Sean Wagner McGuff, listens to the podcast a lot, um, is a, uh, is a big Madden fan. It plays on Xbox, but he, he asked me to ask you, and this is an embarrassing question, but he, he wants to, he's a Bears homer who loves Jay Cutler. He wants to know if he'll be able to play with Cutler this year since Cutler is not, uh, I don't believe he's officially retired because he never filed any paperwork. And that's sort of a larger question about how do you handle situations like that with a guy like Jay Cutler who seems like he's walking away or even, you know, Ryan Shazier who, um, you know, is in the NFL, but on injured reserve, et cetera. It's th- those sort of situations. 
Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Um, you know, we work with the NFLPA to get our player rights. Mm. Uh, and then in our ultimate team, we'll um, sign a, a, you know, a number of legends to be, uh, you know, back into the game as far as, as that goes. So, you, you know, ultimate team's a whole other area of, of the Madden game where you're kind of building a team from scratch and acquiring, um, you know, a team through, uh, you know, packs of, of players and, and building them up that way. And so legends live throughout the ultimate team side. But as far as, you know, the, the player rights, we get the, the active players all through the NFLPA. And as long as they're active members within the NFLPA, we get their rights. Um, so Shazier, for example, uh, he's active on the active roster. So he will be on the Steelers, you know, active roster, but he's on, on IR. Um, so in the first year, he's not eligible to play. Um, and so he's there, but he's not eligible yet. And, and we're all, you know, huge fans of him and his story. I know he wasn't a huge fan yesterday of his rating, but that goes <laughs> par for the course with, uh, with every player. Um, but yeah, he's still, um, you know, there and on the roster, just not active for the first year. Um, you know, other players, um, like, you know, Cutler, for example, he was on our list and every year we, we go to the NFL PA with our list of players and say, okay, um, you know, obviously players who are under contract are good to go unless there's a rare instance. I think LeVar Arrington is probably the only player I can think of who was an active player who had not signed with the NFL PA. So he never existed in the world of, of Madden. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, you would always see the linebacker. LB44 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all active players are, are essentially in, uh, you know, part of the NFLPA. Um, it's, it's those that are no longer on a team that we really have to work with them on and also incoming rookies to make sure that they're signing their, what's called a group license agreement. And that's what gets them involved in the NFLPA. Um, and so, uh, Cutler was one of the guys that we asked about and we were told that he does not have an active group license agreement. So, Cutler is not currently in Madden Oops. 19. It's Interesting. Not that he can't come back, but uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have to have your dreams of playing with Cutler um, in Madden 18. But you will not see him in Madden 19 <laughs> at this moment. We might we might be breaking news here. Maybe Jake Cutler's decided he's he's just going to hang out and be on very Cavalry for the uh, for the rest of his life, which does not sound like a terrible thing. He was pretty great on there. All right. Uh, okay. Oh, maybe he finds out that he's not in Madden and says, I got to be in one more year and comes back just to get in Madden. So, so could he, so he can, so if he found out he was not in Madden, but wanted to sit around for a year and play Madden, he could go sign his group license agreement, get back in as a free agent in Madden and then play with himself all year. Right. Yeah, he he could go that route, or we could sign him. You know, he he could work with us, and we could sign him individually. Ooh. You know, there's, there's a couple of different ways that we could get his rights to get him back in. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know, we typically go through the PA for all active players. That's crazy. That's cool. That's a, that's kind of a I like that. That's a behind the scenes technicality. That's kind of fascinating. Okay, uh, the madness, like you said, it's a. Uh, it's a turning point in the, in the off season when we get these ratings. Um, August 10th is the worldwide release of Madden. It is a crazy world to me that you don't actually have to go to a, um, uh, where did we go when we were kids? I guess like Best Buy maybe, or like you don't even have to go to these, these millennials don't even have to go to a store anymore. They just download <laughs> the game on August 10th. Um, and, uh, and of course I would highly recommend you do that. Any, anything you want to add, uh, Ben, uh, about the game in particular and, if I, if I, if I, and you can answer this question, if, if nothing else, who, if you had to pick one player that you wanted to be in Madden, who would it be? One historic player? Oh yeah, that's an even better question. Sure, answer your better question than my original question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it all comes back to, to Florida State, right? And we do have him in our ultimate team program, but I mean, it's gotta be Dion, right? Yeah. 
there are players who still commit to Florida State to this day because of what Dion did in the late eighties. So that's my guy. Yeah, and that makes sense too because you can also you you talk about a cornerback who can go play wide receiver like he he literally did that in the NFL. So you yeah. could easily do that with him. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, as you mentioned, game comes out on uh, worldwide release on August tenth. Uh, if you are a member of the early access program, you can get it on eight two. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and for the first time in a decade, back in the world of PC. Wow. So we're really excited about that, too. That's crazy. All right, and, uh, I mean, if you want to get into the early adopter program or whatever it is, I assume you can go to EA Sports backslash Madden, I would guess is the URL. I'm just throwing something out here, but I'm sure there's a URL they can check out, right? Yeah, you go to easports.com backslash Madden. You can go and check out the site there, but, uh, EA Access is on, uh, Microsoft, um, where you can go in and be able to get early access to the game that way. All right. Awesome stuff, man. I really appreciate it. This is a blast. Great. Thanks so much.